And welcome back, welcome back, Dad Bod Walking. The weather is improving, and we're now on day two of our return to Dad Bod Walking. Leno, we're talking about resting heart rate. One of the good things about resting heart rate is we can now uh, measure it accurately. In the past, we had to rely on just putting our fingers on our pulse and getting a bit of a a bit of an estimate of our resting heart rate. But with the advent of toys that can measure, we also have done a bunch of research into what it actually tells us and today's podcast is all around your resting heart rate what does it tell you how to measure it what are some of the things that'll make it go up and how you why (coughs) excuse me how and why you should monitor your resting heart rate and not try and talk while you're walking and coughing got all that Leno? good I'm going to throw to you to tell us all about the wonders of the resting heart rate Yes, I think this um, this episode's a bit different in some ways, different angle on um, health and wellness. And you know, we've we've known a lot about heart rate for many years, um, especially if you've been you know an athlete or um, you know done any kind of sport. You may have measured your heart rate. You may have measured your heart rate during training, and you may have measured your heart rate at rest to see um, how quickly you recover from your your training sessions. But beyond, you know, putting on the old chest strap, the heart rate monitor, having some fancy watch in the past, um, there wasn't an easy way to keep tabs on it, especially overnight when you were asleep. That would have required more sophisticated equipment. Uh, But Mike, as you said, we've now got a whole bunch of technology that is available to us, all of the wearables that we've got, so watches and rings and bracelets, um, that can tell us a lot about our resting heart rate and even just the heart rate sensor on your phone. So basically just thought we might have a bit of a look at what are some of the things you may want to watch out for. So the first, the first thing I want to talk about is if you do measure your heart rate, let's say you've got a ring or a watch and you're measuring your heart rate and you're watching what your heart rate does overnight especially. Overnight will give you a really good indication of what your true resting heart rate is. Because during the day, if you just sit down and take your pulse or sit down and measure your heart rate, you'll get the influence of the movement that you've been doing immediately before you take the measurement. Whereas when you're asleep, especially when you go through the stages of sleep where your body is inactive, then the only thing that's happening with your heart is it's continuing to keep your body alive, keep your organs alive, pump the blood around your body. It's not influenced by the activities that you're doing. It may be influenced by the thoughts that are going through your mind, the dreams that you're having and any stress that you're under. And uh, and we will talk about that. So If you're measuring your heart rate overnight, you'll get that sense of where you're at. Now, is there a right number for resting heart rate? Well, no, there isn't. There's only your personal resting heart rate. However, we would expect in the age groups that are 40 to to perhaps 60, that resting heart rate in a well-trained athlete... Um, somebody who's well-conditioned in pretty good health and fitness, their resting heart rate in beats per minute would probably be somewhere in the range of probably around 40 to 50. 
So you might expect to see resting heart rates between 40 and 50 if you're between the ages of 40 and 60. And that's if you're an athlete and well-conditioned. If you're somewhere sort of, you know, average condition, you haven't been doing a lot of movement, you haven't been doing a lot of exercise, you might see a resting heart rate, you know, overnight heart rate between perhaps 55 and 75. And then if you're deconditioned, if you're in shit shape, as many of the dad bods are, you could well see resting heart rates in excess of 80 beats a minute. Now just take a second to think about that. So if you're an athlete and you're in your 40s and your resting heart rate overnight is 40-ish, compared to your best mate who's resting heart rate because he's overweight, he's deconditioned, he doesn't move, his resting heart rate is above 80, it's 85 beats a minute. What that means is his heart is having to work a lot harder all the time. In fact, it's having to run at twice the speed yours is. Now, if it's the other way around and you're the fat fuck, then think about that. That's putting a huge amount of stress on your heart, which if you think about your car's engine and you draw a parallel, if you work your car's engine twice as hard as the average or twice as hard as most people do, then you're going to see breakdowns. You're going to see parts wearing out. You're going to see leaks you're gonna see all sorts of problems and that's exactly what happens to the heart. So if you are deconditioned and in shit shape and your heart rate's up in the 80s, then you really want to be thinking about what can you do to bring that number down because you are likely to start having problems like arterial issues, aneurysms, heart attacks, stroke, um, arrhythmias, tachycardias, and all of those nasty conditions. I always love to scare the shit out of us, Lina. Um, so before we go any further, Lina, about the reasons as to why <coughs> the overnight heart rate can spike and what influences it, just so I'm clear and the boys are clear, if we're talking about resting heart rate, the, obviously the, the, the gold standard for measuring your resting heart rate is at night when you're immobile and you can get sort of an extended measurement. During the day, should the resting heart rate during the day, if you were to sit down and sort of rest or be at a desk, should the resting heart rate be similar to the overnight resting heart rate or is it a different sort of a different level? It's unlikely you'd see quite such low levels, um, but you might expect only, um, you know, 10 to 20% more during the day. And, and again, that's because, you know, you've, you will have done some movement and exercise. Um, you've got stressors during the day. You may have done some, you may be a bit dehydrated. So you might expect 10 or 20% higher, um, but you wouldn't expect it to be significantly higher. You just, you just tend to see the, the lowest numbers during the night. Beautiful. So we've now got a sort of a baseline that we want to measure the resting heart rate at night. We've got the technology to do that accurately. So 
we've now got another indicator of wellness. So let's go into what can we do. Now we've got some baseline numbers of as to what it should be for the age categories, <clears throat> depending on our health and fitness. And we've got some indicators overnight. It should be at our base, our base level. What are some of the things the guys can do in their wellness journey to improve or, and decrease their base heart rate and make sure that those indicators are met? Well, the first thing is, if you're over, overweight, you will see a higher rest in heart rate. So being overweight is putting stress on your heart. So the first thing that you can look to do is to lose some of that excess weight. Um, if you're sedentary, again, you will see resting heart rates that are higher because in sedentary populations, um, you know, we do see that trend. Why do we see the trend? Well, the heart's a muscle. And like any other muscle in the body, if you don't train it, it becomes weak. So a weak heart has to work much harder to pump blood around your body. So if you're sedentary, you're not doing any activity, then it's time to get into something, even just walking every day for 30 to 45 minutes will start to strengthen your heart. The stronger it gets, the slower it will pump the blood around your body at rest. So you'll bring your resting heart rate down just by doing more movement during the day. And just a tip for anybody who's a wellness warrior, so a weekend warrior, you've got the gym at the weekend, but you do an office job and you're sedentary during the week, that's no better than somebody who is sedentary all the time. Our bodies, our hearts need movement, frequent movement, low intensity, during the day to keep that heart in good shape and good condition. So first two, top two, have to be get rid of the excess fat and um, to do more movement during your day to bring that resting heart rate down. The other thing you can do, and this, this one surprises people, is actually sleep more. Because again, what we see is people who don't sleep enough, those people who say they can survive on five or six hours a night, they typically have a higher resting heart rate. And over time, as they improve their sleep quantity and sleep quality, they bring their resting heart rate down. Again, they take some of the stress off the heart. And then the last thing you can do is you can minimize stress because one of the things that pushes the resting heart rate up really quickly is having chronic stress so when you're busy all the time you're under stress you've got family pressures you've got work pressures you've got project deadlines whatever it is that stresses you out if you're not managing your stress that will again impact your heart rate because all of those chemicals of stress that are constantly being released they are going to cause you to have a higher heart rate. Your heart's going to be beating faster all the time and it just doesn't come down at night because it doesn't have the ability to come down at night. So again, it's about minimising your stress and you know, doing things like practising mindfulness, breathing techniques, meditation. So stress is a, is a huge one, as is sleep. Beautiful. So the key is obviously to bring or to keep that heart rate at the lowest possible level and you know, work towards bringing the base down to a good baseline. A um, couple of things. We, we know that if the heart rate 
is um, above the base level so if it's spiking overnight could be the stress there's also some other contributors it could be stimulants something you eat something you drink or your activities in the evening can you just explain how they impact a lot of guys do the do the old uh, I have a couple of beers in the evening and that helps me relax so I can fall asleep but we know the elevated heart rate significantly impacts the sleep so talk about stimulants and evening routine and the effect on the basal heart rate and therefore the knock-on effect of the sleep yeah so again what we see is if you have stimulants in the evening so let's take alcohol as the first one alcohol um, is not only a stimulant but it also dehydrates you and when your body's dehydrated again your heart has to work harder because the blood is thicker so when you're dehydrated your heart's working harder it's working faster and so you'll see your heart rate elevated so if you really don't believe this one do a trial cut out the booze for a week measure your heart rate compare overnight compare that with your normal overnight heart rate when you're drinking you'll see a difference of around three to five beats a minute just from a couple of drinks and if you're having a lot of booze every night so you're on the beers you're having five or six a night you'll see a significant increase in your resting heart rate and that's because your body is dehydrated so that's the first one. The second one is coffee. So if you're having caffeinated drinks, whether it's energy drinks or whether it's coffee containing caffeine, again, you're going to see that in your resting heart rate. First of all, they are stimulants. So they cause a release of stress hormones that impacts the heart and it'll work harder and faster. Um, the second thing is coffee and any caffeinated beverage, they're diuretics, so they dehydrate you, you pee more than you would normally. So if you're having caffeinated drinks at night, first of all, it's going to keep you awake and your sleep quality won't be as good. Secondly, it's going to dehydrate your body and those stress hormones are going to push your heart rate up. So you've got a triple whammy there. You're going to see an increased heart rate from the lack of sleep, from the stimulant and from the dehydration. So they're a real killer. Food and exercise. When we look at food, food has quite a big impact on your sleep as well so if you eat late at night what you'll typically see is your resting heart rate um, you will reach the minimum so the lowest level you'll hit your lowest level much later in the night if you eat late so when we eat within three hours of bedtime, we don't actually have enough time to digest the food. So it takes typically about three hours to digest a meal. And usually in the evening, our digestive juices are a little bit weaker, so it can take a bit longer. So when you eat close to bedtime, you haven't digested the meal. Your body can't go into rest and digest mode when you go to sleep. It's still in that fight or flight mode. So again, you've got the hormones of stress and you're going to see your heart rate come down and go lower later in the evening. What does that matter? Well, again, first of all, your heart rate's higher, so your heart's working harder. Secondly, it will interfere with your chance of getting your best quality sleep, the deep sleep and the REM sleep. So you won't get as much quality sleep. You also won't get the quantity of sleep. 
um, when you eat a fatty meal so if it's you know when you're doing keto it's great but again the fats are actually quite stimulating for the system so if you're eating a keto meal and you're eating that late at night the fats are going to take even longer to digest and so again your heart rate will stay elevated for quite a long time after you have eaten and again you won't get the good quality sleep so the type of food that you eat and the time that you eat it in relation to your bedtime has an enormous impact on that resting heart rate ideally what you're looking for is a resting heart rate that reaches a low point very early in the night or at worst by about halfway through your sleep time if it's reaching its lowest point early you know in the early hours of the morning when you you're close to waking up that's not a good sign that means your heart has been working hard overnight and interrupting your sleep and then exercise is another one when you do a lot of exercise in the evening again that has a real stimulating effect on the body because of all the hormones that are released exercise is a stressor on the body it's a positive stressor it's a good stressor but it's still a stressor it's still placing stress on your body you're still generating a lot of those um, hormones like adrenaline um, norepinephrine epinephrine and they again will stimulate you so you'll see um, often you may struggle to get to sleep, so you'll toss and turn, you'll be restless, your heart rate will be elevated, or you'll simply see that your heart rate doesn't lower as it should to that minimum point. The other thing that you can see when you exercise, not necessarily in the evening, but if you exercise too much, so if you're overtraining, you know, if you're just getting back to the gym and you've gone a bit too hard, Again, you'll see that in your resting heart rate. So if you monitor your resting heart rate every night and you notice it starts to increase, then again, that could be because you're just doing a bit too much in the gym. You need to back off and give yourself a bit more recovery time. So your heart rate will tell you a lot about not only your fitness level, but it'll tell you whether you're recovering sufficiently and ready for your next session. So the resting heart rate is really revealing when it comes to understanding the impact of lifestyle changes that we're making um, and you know whether we're actually improving our fitness levels and our cardiovascular health or whether we're having a negative impact. Beautiful. So what's the takeaway? Really simple. Blokes love to measure shit. We do weight, we do circumferences around different body parts, we try and measure and we take photos and we try and get an indication of how our wellness journey is going. Base heart rate is now one of those things we can accurately measure with toys and tech 24-7 and that gives us some really good indicators of what it should be against what it actually is. So first of all, is your base heart rate where it needs to be? And then secondly, what's impacting it? Because that's going to have a knock-on effect. It's going to make your heart work harder and faster unnecessarily, or it's going to knock on to impact your sleep. So there's a whole bunch of smarts in there. So takeaway from today is start measuring your basal heart rate and then get some indicators around that. And uh, it's just another way of monitoring our wellness. So a good little tip there. Join us again next time on Dad Bod Walking for some more Dad Bod stuff. Cheers, boys.